When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Well, we were just talking about divorce, and I saw this this morning. You may have seen it, too. I think of all places I might have seen it on Facebook, but... People, someone posted this original question. I don't know who it was. I just saw it got a lot of people talking about things that you should, um, things you should do before you marry someone. And okay. I could come up with, I could probably come up with a decent sized list there. But you know, these things are somewhat funny. Like the the top one was listen to them eat a bowl of cereal. Uh, okay. Ask them which side of the bed they sleep on. I don't care about which side of the bed. Do you? I'll sleep on either side. I don't have like a preference. Usually, it seems like the traditional thing for whatever reason is the guys will sleep closer to the door. Yeah, so I've we can get out thing. faster if there's a fire. <laughs> right. They're always like that way you can you know. Protect I always me. to I'm protect like, oh. you. I'm like, no, it's so that I can push you down and run out the door if there's a fire. <laughs> closer to the door, exactly. And what do you think I'm going to say when I get out there? I'm going to be like, I tried. Right. She was totally out. I can't try and carry you. I could get killed doing that. I got to get the dog out. Right. I mean, that's a priority. So you're supposed to uh, figure out which side of the bed they sleep on. Listen to them eat a bowl of cereal. They're supposed to wash or watch them brush their teeth. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever been annoyed by someone brushing their teeth. Is there something there? Mm-hmm. In line with this stuff, I would say that you need to make sure that you've watched them eat and listen to them drink. Because if you've got a problem with that, like if it annoys you the sound they make when they drink a glass of water, you probably don't like them very yeah. much. If that's enough to really irritate you, then I'm guessing you're not madly in love. You're supposed to make sure that you're temperature compatible, which I do think is probably worth discussing. I don't know that you have to bring it up, though, because it's going to come up on its own. Like My sister-in-law has to have her house at 78 degrees. Ugh. That is too hot. Too hot. And she comes over to my house, and I'll crank it up to like 72, and she's freezing. And I asked my brother, I'm like, what? You just live in 78? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know how you live in this Arctic weather. So he's gotten used to it. Okay. Over the years, I don't think I could do that. No, me neither. If I, was I couldn't with, sleep, for sure. I may no be able way. to exactly. live. But. Yep, exactly. I think throughout the day, I could survive with the fan. But trying to go to bed at night, I mean, maybe you get used to it. I don't know. But I, I would just think that could be a deal breaker. Either that oh, or yeah. we're going to have to sleep in separate rooms. Right. Someone close a vent and, and I'll open mine. So I think the temperature thing is good. It also says you're supposed to survive one cold and flu season together. I guess that's also because if they get sick and they annoy right. you. I heard you saying earlier that uh, sick kids are the worst. Yeah, because you feel bad for them. Is, oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. you said it's because you feel bad for them. I didn't know if it was because... They complain constantly, or they get just because they get sick all the time. When I worked at the preschool, kids were sick all the time, and it, it got the adults sick too. And they're like, right. "Yeah, that's just part of working with kids." I, I mean, I know that I, I sort of remember getting sick when I was a kid. I do remember my parents getting frustrated with me a couple times. You know, like my, my mom yelled at me one time because I woke up in the middle. I am sometimes like trying to make it to the toilet. That's what she to would puke. tell me. Like, do your best. Like that, it doesn't even look like you try. That's what she told me. You just rolled over and puked in the bed. That's ridiculous. And it, and I can looking back now. I understand she got woken up at three a.m. or yeah, whatever time I had it was. To clean up puke. She's in her robe, you know, and she's coming in. And not only did I, I leaned over the bed because I thought that's the right thing to do. I won't puke in bed. So it went all into my bed frame. And everything. She's like, "Why would you just just puke in the middle of the bed if you're going to puke in the bedroom?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry," but I know as a parent, she probably regretted that later. Like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten. 
frustrated with him. He's sick. But yeah. I also understand, even though I don't have kids, like now I, I gotta go clean up your puke. Right. I mean, I have dogs. If they get sick, I'm not like yelling at them. But it's still you're like, God damn it, I gotta clean this stuff up yeah. off the floor or whatever. Uh, it also says this thing says that you're supposed to um, take an engagement uh, trip together, yeah. like, like travel together and just you see how you handle those stressful situations. For sure, I think that's good advice. Yeah, if you don't travel well together, maybe maybe you'll figure each other out. But I think there's a good chance that that's just going to be a problem. I dated someone that I had, you know, like anytime we go somewhere, she would get so stressed about everything, and I don't know, it just that we had lots of other problems too. But we definitely didn't travel well together. You're also supposed to have a talk about money. What is the talk about money? Like, are you savers? Are you spenders? Do you care about it? Yeah, it says you're supposed to, to agree on fundamental topics yeah. about your finances. So you're supposed to like, discuss retirement, your 401k. My thing is, if you have that discussion with me, I'll just say whatever. whatever. If, if I was dating someone and uh, you know, I, I liked being with them and they said, you need to put more money in savings. Okay. I mean, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to be giving the other person financial advice. So if you say this is what we need to do with our money, I'm fine with that. Like, did you have fights about money? In relationships, in your last relationship? or Not until we got divorced. Right. I never really did either, but I think maybe it's because I just say, you can do it. You know, I'm not gonna, yeah. I don't have to be in control. If you say I'm not good at saving money, I'm not going to argue with you. If you right. want to put something away, if you want to use these credit cards to get travel points or whatever, that's right. fine. I'm not going to do it. Now, one thing that I've never done, and I don't know that I certainly wouldn't put this on a list for people, but they say you're supposed to take dance lessons together. Mm. I've never taken a dancing lesson in my life. Did you take one for I your wedding? I believe well, I took them in school. Not we had square I've seen you dance. It's pretty impressive. Well, that's square dancing. Square dancing, I know, because I'm a Missouri boy, and we have to learn it in school. <laughs> oh, okay. But I know some couples go and take at least a little bit of dance lessons before their wedding. I saw you did the salsa, though, that one time. I thought you looked good. Oh, yeah, that rose was in your mouth? Something for the radio station. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. I guess I did. Those ladies did help me learn how to bust a move there. <laughs> it was supposed to be classy. I think I was trying to get on Dancing with the Stars, but... They said I'm not a star. Uh, you're also, I think this is good advice, and people debate this. But before you get married, this thing says you should live together. I think, yeah. of course, you should. I understand yeah. that there's like some values that say no. Maybe you're the type that's you're religious. Say we're not gonna have sex till we get married. Well, then I guess I'm not talking to you. You're in a different world, right? <laughs> but, but if you're not doing that stuff, you should live together first. I've known people who got married. I've got two friends who got married and moved in together. You know, after the wedding. I was like, man, you've never lived together? Now, apparently it worked out. But I feel like you should try and figure out if you get along living in the same house. No, but how much time are you spending together? That's yeah. the other thing. Like, if you don't, act, if they actually have a place, but you spend five nights a week together, then you've got an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there are problems, obviously, that can arise when you live with someone. Especially, I think it depends too. Are you moving into a new place together, or are you moving into someone's place? Yeah. That can be. I would say, actually, I'd add that to the advice list. When you move in together, get a new place together. That's probably you know, a good. I idea. think that's probably the the right thing to do because, uh, I. But but more importantly, I just think I do think living together. If you don't get along when you live together, then you don't have to get married. You can just break up. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass. You got to move your stuff, find a new place, whatever. It's not as big of a pain in the ass as a divorce. No. I mean, a divorce is a pretty huge pain in the ass. It's worth it. I get it. Yeah. But it's expensive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you'd rather not do it. Yeah. And if you're just living together, yeah, that seems like a huge thing to have to move out. But that's going to happen when you get divorced and a lot more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just watched this thing last night. This guy had to give up his house. Uh, you know, they were supposed to split everything down the middle. And every time I see that stuff, I don't understand. So I guess when you split a house down the middle, it just means you have to sell it. 
and then someone gets half. Yeah. Or, or you remortgage it and they pay you half. Right. And the, exactly. And like this guy wanted yeah. to live there. So I'm like, okay, well, you should just remortgage. He said he killed her and he buried her in the yard. I was like, well. I mean, that's an option. That's, that's one way to go about it. Uh, and you were really upset about that. I mean, that you brought, you're listing down your options. I mean, it is what it is. We got pros and cons. Yeah. You're also, the pros are, you know, it would cost me money, but, you know, I'd be out of prison. Sure. That's, that's, but that's a pretty good she'd pro. she'd still be here. Yes. Right. Probably texting all the time. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> right? That's a possibility. I mean, so, I mean, you're just writing down the pros and cons. The pros must have been better for him. I don't know. I just think you're not. I never think you can get away with murder. So never. Even if you get away with it for a little while, they're coming. And you know that. You got to know that. So you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. I just read a story about people who got. They might have. They were from here. Oh, really? Uh, Mid-American Nazarene College? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, away that's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Did well, you ever hear that story? No, but I grew up down the There's street. There's a story where, like, two people, there's a husband and a wife who were involved with that school, and they met a guy, and then oh, the wait. wife and the husband oh, killed the guy. Yeah, I do remember But this. they left and went to, like, one went and lived in Ohio. They never talked to each other again. The other guy, he became, like, something in New York, maybe. I do remember And then they went and got him like 20 years later somehow. I remember someone from that school. Yeah. I hope I said that school right, but I, I'm pretty sure that's it. That's, that's this, it. Is this them? Because I'm reading this article here. It says that these two um, met when they were teenagers in the early 70s. Both worked at a summer camp run by the Church of the Nazarene. Okay. Uh, it says that her dad was a man of standing in the church. She grew up in... This says that this person grew up in Columbus. Maybe there's a couple of No, that's it, but then they moved that's here. Her. Yeah, okay, so that, this is them. Uh, it says in 1981, the couple moved to Olathe, Kansas. There so you this go, is your see? Boom. After Melinda's father got her job at Mid-America Nazarene University. Bam! Nailed it. Meanwhile, David found work at a local bank. Affable and attractive, the Harmons made fast friends around campus. Yeah. One of those friends was a student body president, Mark Mangelsdorf. I'm guessing that's the victim? The guy that No, he's the guy. He, well, no. Okay. But keep reading. I don't okay. want you just said his full okay. name. I don't want to say he did something. Right, I know. I, yeah, I, I, see I wasn't here. saying I see names at first times, at all, but though. I am reading this from Oxygen.com. Right, but then you're like, he's the victim, and I'm like, I, I'm I don't want to say anything. Okay, you finished the story. Mark and David enjoyed playing racquetball together, and they were frequently seen visiting the Harmon home. Quote, I would pass their house on a daily basis, and I would see Mark's car over there, and it was all the time. It seemed a little strange to me, but I just kind of chalked it up to, well, they have taken him under their wing. People soon noticed Mark was just as close to Melinda as he was to David and began to gossip about it. It was a big deal in a conversation um, Midwest, or sorry, a conservative Midwestern town like Olathe, whose plain employer, or sorry, main employer was a Christian university. Melinda warned about it on several occasions by coworkers and members of the community, according to a local reporter. They thought it was inappropriate for her as a married woman to be spending that much time with the student. Around 2.30 in the morning, February 28, 1982, Gail and Richard Bergenstrand were awoken by a loud, violent thumping on the other side of the bedroom wall. It was a common wall, the other side being the bedroom of their next-door neighbors, David and Melinda Harmon. There you go. An hour later, Melinda came pounding on their front door, crying hysterically. She said David had been murdered. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. When police arrived, they discovered a gruesome crime, crime scene. David lay dead in his bed, his face beaten beyond recognition. Quote, the police officers initially thought he'd been shot in the face with a shotgun. His face was just beaten uh, into so much. So now we know who the victim is. When cops questioned Melinda... Uh, she told them that she had woken up uh, in bed in the middle of the night and seen two black men beating her husband. Okay, she hears an, one intruder say to the next, quote, I think you hit him too hard. You may have killed him. This is what the detective yeah. says she said. Then um, they then dragged her out of bed and demanded the keys to the bank where David worked 
in order to rob it. Oh, I do remember the story. The keys to the bank. Okay, yes. So there you go. She did have a slight bruise on her cheek. Anyway, these those people got caught like 25 years later. Yeah. Okay, so that's just it. We were talking about pros and cons of going through with the divorce or, or trying to murder someone. someone. And they murdered yeah. someone. And, it, and like you said, you're always looking over your shoulder. That guy, I think both of them had started new lives. Right. And, and that guy was like a thinking. marketing executive or something, or she was. One of them was like making pretty good money and like successful. Yeah. And then the cops were like, yo, we need to talk to you. The Olathe police. <laughs> Could you imagine? They show up wherever you are. Oh, my God. Because, you know, they flew like, to town to see it. you. So say you killed someone in Olathe. Yeah. And then it's 20 years later, and you're living in New York City. And you're some sort of marketing person or something. And you're successful. You're married. You got kids. And then there's just a knock at your home door, and it's like, Olathe PD. I'm like, What? <laughs> you know then I'm going full Koresh Like it's Some on Like I mean I, I I know why you're here Right And I know I'm caught I can't come out of here alive Right I can't And that's the end And you can see how long You can trap yourself in there And make your peace right. with God and, Right And try to God talk, talk to, to him Like yeah. I don't know But I'm, yeah I'm I can't imagine just going out And starting to answer questions After 20 years Right Because I know you're here I know why you're here Yeah there's, there's no other reason. You already interviewed me, and I left 20 years ago, and nobody's talked to me since. And now two Olathe police officers show up? Yep. I know you know. Yep. And it said, yeah. It and I'm about, pretty damn sure later. you can prove it, because you're here in New York City. <laughs> God. Right? It's not like I live down the street, and you're like, hey, we were looking at something. and ah, no big deal. Don't worry about it, Mikey. That... You came across the country to come said, talk to it, me. It said the cops traveled 700 miles yeah, no, uh-uh. from Ohio to their uh, range. I think they might have been, or sorry, from Olathe to, I think, Ohio. I mean, I don't know. I would assume that if you killed someone and you were getting away with it for a while, you probably follow the news closely. You're probably looking online to see if there's been any developments back there in Olathe, Kansas. And like part of the story said that in 2001, the Olathe Police Department upgraded their forensic equipment yeah. or something. I wonder if she's watching well, that. Well, the, the way that. I think I read it was that they upgraded their forensic equipment, and they wanted to give it a test. Yeah, testing some older cases. So like. they just said, hey, has anybody got a test, that, like an old case that never got solved? Anybody interested? And they're like, yeah, there was this thing at the Mid-American Nazarene thing. <laughs> right. So gave the people the stuff. And they're like, oh, well, we caught them. Like, are you kidding me? Of all the cases that never got solved, you pick mine? Right. To test out just to see if your new equipment works, and it does? I know. I see that stuff sometimes where uh, you hear the whole that, story. That's my like, point. God. You're going to get caught. You are going to get caught. And now with right. DNA, between DNA and cameras, you're done. Because even if a camera isn't watching you commit the act, which, by the way, there's a good chance that there is a camera watching you now. But even if there isn't, there is a camera that caught you going there. Yeah. You several cameras. They caught you going back. They know what kind of car you're in. They know which way you're headed. There are so many ring doorbells and traffic security cameras. Yeah. And they have them everywhere now. So between that and DNA, you're not getting away with you murder. You shouldn't kill people anybody. No, well, but obviously. But I understand why you want to. It's a hypothetical world, right. But I understand why you want to. I mean, I'm being honest. It happens, so that's why we're you saying You get that angry. I understand, but you just have to, like, take a breath and just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Like, drive far, far away. The Splitting your stuff, the alimony, it's going to suck, but solitary and drive, sucks If you really worse. think you're going to, just drive. 1,500 miles in one day. Yep. That way, when you really want to, you can't. Like, ah, I'd have to drive 15, and at least in 1,500 miles, maybe you'd stop. Yep. You'd be like, all right, 700 miles in, you're like, I'm just going to go back home. Did you ever think about that? I've thought about that before. About like just, just getting in your car and driving. Of course. 1,500 miles. Because you always see those stories where the cops go, well, you know, 
If she wanted to disappear, she's allowed to disappear. If he wanted yeah, to go of off. So then maybe you tell like one or two people, listen, I'm alive, but you're not going to see me for a while, if ever. And so then they know, and they can tell the cops, like, I talked to him. He said he's fine, but he's just, I guess he skipped I think town. if I did it, I would uh, tell an attorney. That's a good idea. Tell a lawyer. So I would tell a lawyer, right? Because then you have, you know, uh, attorney-client privilege. Yep. And just be like, hey, you're my attorney. If people start looking for me, I need you to contact the police. I will keep in contact with you, and that's it. And if they ask where you are, where I am, you don't have to tell them, except for the fact that I'm safe. Yep. That's it. Where would you and go? And still safe. I know some people would like to go get lost in a big city. I go to a small town. That's what I think. I go to a small I'm town. West. I'm heading like, change my name. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Little go live Pierre, in like, Colorado I or something. I thought of that so many North times. Dakota. Yep, where nobody lives. Some small town and work in a kitchen somewhere. That's exactly what I thought. Yep. Just, yeah, walk to an apartment back and forth. And exactly. Cliff. So, <laughs> so, so everyone's had this fantasy then. This yeah, is of a course. Normal. Okay, good. And just right, and you walk to an apartment. Absolutely. Like a, yeah, you have a crappy apartment. Do anything. No, just my, in, in my mind, go my, and cook burgers all yep, day. That's it. In my mind, my style has changed. For some reason, I'm like wearing, you know, not full cowboy boots, but they're like work boots, which I've never worn in my life because I'm just becoming a different person. Right? That's right. part of the whole thing. And in my fantasy, there's always a pack of cigarettes. Like I don't even smoke anymore, but I've always got that pack of cigarettes. It's just me and a pack of cigarettes walking down the streets of this. T- small town in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, they're not going to find and me. And people are always, you know, in that fantasy, people are always like, so where'd you say you grew up, Cliff? He just right. blew into town one day. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Church. The Church of Laszlo. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.